Kaboom! And howdy y'all! I'm Leslie. And I'm Laurie, and welcome to Sumo, Sumo Kaboom! Kaboom! Where we talk about all things sumo. That's right. And today, I don't know, I just thought it was time to talk about nicknames. <laughs> <laughs> this one's well-researched. I've spent hours and hours and hours researching well, all the great names we call our wrestlers. <laughs> I have my own. I have my own. But I love, I love, by the way, I didn't really know what you were researching until I saw Twitter. We both have the, you know, the same access to our Twitter account. Yeah. And my phone was just, just getting hit up over and it was just lighting up. And I was just like, what's going on? I'm at a rehearsal. Kind of glanced at one point and I just kept reading people's responses <laughs> about this is what I like to call Takayasu or this is what I like to call Chio no Kuni. So I figured then that you must have been up to something and you must have been posting on Twitter. Yes. So this episode is really about our own community's creativity because sometimes you just got to stop with the research and just dive right into the fandom. So that's what we're doing today. But uh, first, I do have a question from a listener. Oh, you want to go for it? Well, sure. Okay. This one's from Paul Ender. Hi, Paul Ender. <laughs> and he says, I love everything about your show and uh-huh. want to deeply thank you for bringing some entertaining joy in my life. We should just stop there because oh, that's, that's so good. awesome. Thank you for listening. <laughs> yes. And then he says, I have a question. Okay. I recall, perhaps incorrectly, that the amount of salt a particular rikishi throws at the start of a bout is reflective of their rank. Is this true? Are there any other rituals which change with increasing rank? Thank you, Paul. Oh, no, there's no correlation because Ishiura or no, Teretsuyoshi, I always get them mixed up because they're both <laughs> tiny tots. But um, and I mean that in the best way. They're like fierce, but small and mighty. No, Teretsuyoshi throws basically a bowl full of salt every single time. Yeah. And Hakaho would just like just a little <laughs> like literally a salt shaker's worth of salt. Yeah. He did not need the gods to cleanse. He did not need... <laughs> To cleanse the doyo. I know. Can you imagine though if it was? I mean, every time Hagaho walked up to the ring, it I would, would be, be like raining a trash salt, can, <laughs> trash can <laughs> full of salt. He'd be throwing in the center of the ring. Uh, no, so so no, I don't. Yeah, not it's true. It's at their it's at their complete discretion. That's right. And uh, I, I wonder though if if somebody along the line was like, "Hey, salt's not cheap." Uh, Ura, go slow. Yeah, just like chill a little bit, right? We have to have some salt for the rest of everybody else. Something tells me, though, that salt is cheap. It does. It does. Uh, yeah, but I think it's personal preference. It is. It is. Well, and it's also show. It could be a showstopper. People love to see people throw stuff. Oh, and salt yeah. is no exception. <laughs> I'm waiting for pepper. Yeah, well, that could make everyone sneeze yeah, quite a bit right. if you were if you you're were throwing right. the same amount of pepper. It was salt first, followed by pepper. I mean, garlic uh, salt. Who knows? Garlic salt. Oh, ooh, that would smell good around there. There are other rituals, Paul, which change with with increasing rank. I mean, the biggest one is the doyo iri. If you're yokozuna, right. you can do that ritual, and you're the only person who can do that ritual. Right. But the drinking of the cup, that's all the same. It doesn't depend on rank. Is there anything else that you can think of that would change depending on rank? Um, yeah. Don't, doesn't the Sanyaku, don't those guys surround um, what's his bucket? Uh, <laughs> I'm so tired for some reason. I've just been running on empty these days. 
Um, well, they, they do. They, they do, do the parade, the, right? The sun. Well, oh, you're talking about the um, <laughs> the shiko that the sanyaku does, and nobody else does. Yeah, when they're surrounded by the JSA chairman. Um, Hokuto. When they are surrounding him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. They, they Don't they come out and they're like, yeah. what's up? It's us, Sanyaku. Yeah. Let me do some Shiko all together, three right? at a time. Right? Yes, they do. And, that, and that's not that's not the same thing as like the last three bouts of the day. Then they come out and they bow together for the last three bouts of the oh, day. Oh, now I'm confused. I know. Now is I'm that confused. Sanyaku? No, or is that's that the last, last three bouts? bouts of the day. But it's usually the Sanyaku dudes. Um, oh, this is good. We should look that up. I know. Well, now I've just plum forgotten. I just, it's like, do I even do a podcast about sumo? I <laughs> i don't even know at this point. No, there are, um, there are other things that you can and can't do, I'm sure, um, the further up in the ranks you get. You've got to be more respectful. you got to be on your stuff the higher up you are in the ranks. It or used you're more to be, watched. Well, and also it used to be that you had a, a more special place backstage to sit. Yeah. You well, know, you get in a certain part of the room. You get, you get assistance the higher up yeah, you are. Yeah, you get more assistance the higher up. It used to be that you sit, you sat in a particular place in the warm-up room. I don't know how that has changed since COVID. I don't know if everybody's separated backstage now. I mean, I think everything within, you know, sumo is by rank. You, privileges come with rank. You like you can't drive a car. Oh, yeah, at the at at home. Yeah, yeah. But there's the higher up you get, the more and more privileges you get, the more and more money you get. And yeah. but um, any more rituals that you can think of mm-hmm. that we see? No. Besides, like becoming an ozeki or becoming a <laughs> being able to sleep late at home <laughs> yeah you yeah you're allowed to live at home yeah um you don't have to show up quite so early in the morning right you're obviously not the first one but none to- of those are really rituals no unless there's a secret handshake that we don't know about Ooh, wouldn't that be great <laughs> <laughs> you get to do the secret handshake in the back can i tell you how dumb secret handshakes are uh, what no, I spent my childhood learning yeah, and doing childhood. secret handshakes. Yeah, but have you and ever? Been I in still a... do that today. Like, if we walk out of this place, I'm going to give you a secret handshake. Okay, well, we I'm about closet. to tell you how dumb they are. <laughs> so I, yeah, as a kid, they're cool, but as an adult, I was in a sorority. There are people in the sorority that take the sorority very seriously. And like they, they do live sorority for this shit. Secret handshakes. Yes. And like to be an Alpha Chi Omega, which is what I was, there was a secret handshake. And there was a I'm like literally, I'm I could be sued, I'm sure. I sure I'm sure I signed some paper saying I would not tell what went on in the initiation. But it was very Greek. We were all sorority wearing, police are on their way. They're on their way. The Akio lady. That's right. Um, don't you don't you share don't this. you reveal don't, our secrets? No, no, it was like Greek. We all had like bed sheets as togas, and anyway, it was weird. It was very early in the morning. We could not wear makeup, and then they they showed us the secret handshake. <laughs> we could not wear makeup <laughs> because your handshakes are totally different. If exactly. you put mascara, no, it was on. weird. We could wear white socks and white underwear, and but we could not. Anyway, I'm wear giving. Makeup? We could not wear makeup. <laughs> I'm getting all the sorority secrets. I know, and I'm telling you, the sorority police are gonna be after me. Yeah. I was not very active anyway, but I thought in college that's something I wanted to do and I soon realized that it really wasn't anything I wanted to do but um but you know it was fun for a little while and so they back get, to the handshake back to the handshake they get they they 
they teach you the secret handshake and they say this little phrase with it. And I think it's dumb because I still know some of these women on social media and they'll like respond to me with this little catchphrase. And if I'm ever in public with them, they would use the secret handshake, which Which I actually, I can't tell you, but I know what it is. You have to tell me. Well, no, I'm going to tell you. I'll show it to you. But anyway, it's a secret handshake. And and I'm like, y'all, this many years, like, this is real dumb. But you know what? Hey, to each his own. People like secret societies. And you know what? Is it like the Star Trek? It's not a Vulcan hand. No, (laughs) no. It's like a handshake with like a pulse to it. A pulse? Like a creepy handshake? Yeah. But it's, yeah, I don't even know. It's like this. Uh, I'm sure our listeners, yeah. Oh, so you're okay. She's tapping on my wrist. Yeah, with don't her tell tape. anybody. Oh, sorry, that's it's creepy. Like it's creepy. I've had guys do that to me, and, and you're I'm like, like "What's Ew. going on?" Yeah. yeah. Well, now you know it might be some weird sorority fraternity thing. They're trying to see if you're part of a secret society. <laughs> and here I just thought they were creepy. I know. Well, here we are talking about sumo. Just kidding. We're talking yeah. about all handshakes. <laughs> well, today. you know what? That's the way this entire episode is gonna fly. <laughs> Just a little weird and just a little bit off course. That's right. Do you have any news? Not much news. I mean, this week was kind of real boring. But it is official, though, that Ishiura is the head of the Miyagano stable for now because Hakaho has retired. So oh, he, you mean the highest ranked? Yeah, he becomes the stable head, like the head, you know, the big honcho at the... Not the Oyakata. no. I thought that's what you were saying. No. Oh, God, no. I know. I was like, wait a minute. What? No. Of the wrestlers, he's the highest rank uh, above. Got it. And how. And so he's, it's a responsibility that he takes very seriously now that Hakaho has retired. And he says he wants to grasp what Yokozuna uh, Hakaho taught him and grow stronger together. So all the the young kids look up to him. Yeah, Yeah. it's like being the head boy. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know if any of you all saw it, but Hakaho was in a very flashy blue suit this week. I loved it. And in the media, we're all officially calling him Mr. Magaki. Mr. Magaki. And it is really hard to read. Yes. And I'm like, it's Hakaho, but... He will be Hakaho in blue. He is Mr. Magaki for right now. Yeah, yeah. But he looked dynamite in that suit. Oh, he looked... Super tight. Yeah. He, he looked, yeah. Blue is so definitely good. his color. So good. So athletic. So trim. Well, so relieved. And I think like Kiseno Sato, Yokozuna Kiseno Sato said the same thing, or I'm not sure if this is, he looked very at ease in a suit. Yes. But there's a certain part of like, you haven't worn yeah. that in public for like your whole life. Yeah. So you have to figure out how to wear one and get comfortable in it. And he looked like, oh, I've been wearing suits for years. Yes, he looked he did. very comfortable. You know, it looked like he went to like the big and tall tailored place. Yeah. Wherever big and tall men go in Japan to get their suit and got it fitted perfectly. Yeah, it looks good. Mm. Also, this was the 50th, this is kind of sad, but this is the 50th anniversary of Yokozuna Tamanoumi's death. When he died tragically at the age of 27, almost, yeah, 27, almost 28, of appendicitis and actually followed the next morning really by a heart attack is what really what um, did him in. Kitana Fuji, he spoke about it this last week because he knew him. He was a Yokozuna at the same time. And so he was talking a little bit about knowing him as a as a, as a friend because they were Yokozunas at the same time. They were very close. They made each other better because um, they were the only people you could really practice with to really – 
give you the challenge that you needed. And he said that he cried harder over his death than he did like his other, like his relatives. He was so close to him. And he, um, Yokozuna Tamanoumi, he played the guitar and he had a beautiful voice and he sang songs that like they would have Yokozuna parties and, you know, people would come around and listen to him. So, but that, it's hard to believe it's been 50 years and they had nicknames for each other. And it was just really sweet to hear about. I mean, it's a tragedy and it's 50 years later, but it's still, you know, your brother from all those years ago that you never really forget. And so it was nice to to read some of his sweet comments that he had said about um, this young champion who died just too young and he kept fighting. He knew he needed, you know, to have surgery, but as a Yokozuna, he pushed on through the Basho when he shouldn't have. And, um, but he did that for honor and dignity and for the rank of Yokozuna. Sorry, so, I don't know about this guy. So he we've was, talked about him before, but have we? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So he, he was died. a Yokozuna uh-huh. and he, Rather than getting his appendix out, yeah, he kept fighting in a basho mm-hmm. and then died from uh, a heart attack. Yeah, the day after he had um, basically emergency, he he had medicine that he was taking throughout the basho, and this was in the sixties, seventies, late sixties, maybe seventies, and um, he thought he could make it. And he had had, I think, recurring appendicitis prior to that, but it was pretty bad. But he, as a yokozuna, you know. They have a mentality where they're just like, no, I'm. They they all suffer through incredible physical hardships, and I think he probably just thought I can get through this. And then the day after the Basho ended, he went into basically emergency mm. um, surgery to have his appendix removed, and he was supposed to leave the hospital like the next day or the day after. And that morning, he got up and he washed his face, and then just said, "I have a pain in my chest." So, and then that was that was the last. They they tried to massage his heart for a couple of hours, but he didn't last more than three or four hours. So well, it's heartbreaking. Well, yeah. And there you go. You can tell me the same story twice, and it will be as if I've never heard it. I know. Well, <laughs> same thing about sumo details. I'm like, who who does that thing at the end of the show? Who gives the sword or the feather to somebody or a bow? I don't know. I know it when it's happening, but talking about it, sometimes I, I get all the details mashed up in my head. <laughs> That's all I got. Okay. Oh, I just want to thank all of our listeners who reached out to us and sent us videos and stories about the abacus. Oh, yes. Um, So cool. Even yeah. Kanishki sent a note that said, hey, ladies, it's that's, that's actually really normal to learn the abacus <laughs> over here. <laughs> but uh, I learned a lot about the abacus or the soroban is what it's called over there amazing math calculations are being done at unbelievable speeds on the abacus. So now, of course, I'm looking for abacus classes <laughs> online because it's amazing. Uh, we just had in our mind like the really remedial version yeah. where it's just like five or six little balls that you move back and forth. Yeah. It clearly is far more complicated and just shows you a yeah. little bit about our American education system and how little well, we know about the abacus. <laughs> Well, it seems like such a tool, such a great tool to teach kids math oh, yeah. or maths, as they say these days, um, in uh, in a visual way. Yeah. It's a whole different way of learning maths. Maybe we need to em- embrace abacus culture over yes, here Yes, we do. A I think we more. do. Okay. As I said before, today we are talking about nicknames, not Shikona. 
Shikona are ring names. Okay, so all of these wrestlers have their real name. They've got a Shikona, a mm-hmm. ring name, and they got a nickname, usually. That's right. <laughs> Not always, but uh, think of somebody like Chiona Kuni. No, Chiona Fuji. Oh, the wolf. The wolf, yes. That was his nickname, known across the world as the wolf. He was one sexy wolf. Mm-hmm. Yes, he was. But I took, I asked our Twitter, this is a, like I said, it's a very professional poll. I just went on Twitter and I I just said, I just said, what are the names that you're calling these wrestlers? And I'm assuming, I just want to say ground rules here before we start this. I'm sticking with nicknames, not ick names. I got it. Okay. In other words. Kindness. Yeah. Kindness. Not not anything that would be derogatory. Right. right? Because a nickname. physicality or any of that. Body shaming or any of that. Yeah. We're not into body shaming. That's right. But, you know, nicknames, they're a way, they really are a way to create a kind of intimacy with or friendship with someone else and to begin to start to follow someone right mm-hmm. they really they're meant to you know take away any anything that's intimidating about the other person and and begin to have some sort of connection with them and we use them everywhere i use them i go by a nickname you have a nickname also les uh. Yeah, that's not the one I don't like. Sorry, that's the one I call you. (laughs) Yeah, my other sister, unfortunately, calls me Munch, which is short for Munchkin, but nobody understands that. (laughs) I don't call you that. No, but she's, I don't even know if my older sister knows my actual real name. She has only (laughs) called me that my entire life. That's okay. That's why I do comedy now. Just a little bit of damage. If a nickname is good enough for the Spice Girls... It's good enough for you and me. That's true. Yeah. Lar. Thanks. <laughs> Even Laurie is a nickname. Yeah. 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 You're, I mean, you have a different real name. Yeah. I mean, my real name, I pretty much only use professionally, you know? But once you become a friend, then you call me Laurie. That's right. And her real name, we will never say. We'll just say it's like <laughs> Esperanza or Lorelai or Lorelai. Loretta. <laughs> We'll never say. <laughs> so anyway, nicknames are about learning to identify and differentiate people. They also, I will say, they often lighten the mood. Okay? <laughs> Let's people know that you're really in for a good old laugh. You know? Think okay. like McSteamy. Or McDreamy. McDreamy, McSteamy. Yeah. I call a lot of people Hot Pants McGee. Hot Pants and McGee. That's another really great example. Yeah. Anybody can be called Hot Pants McGee. <laughs> and they're like, I like it. <laughs> I also interestingly found this LinkedIn study that said uh, a significantly higher percentage of Fortune 500 CEOs go by nicknames because they lower any sort of barriers to getting to know them. Like so, boss? Uh, no, like, you know, Mike rather than Michael or, oh, you know, John. So you're the approachable yeah, CEO. You're, yes, exactly. <laughs> you're the approachable CEO. Uh, you know, maybe these guys consider these nicknames you know something really great it it shows that they're successful yeah the gronk there you go gronk is one yeah okay the fridge the 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 refrigerator perry (laughs) yes for all of those who are older than us or around the same age but i will say a lot of the nicknames that American fans use for wrestlers are based on physical attributes Hmm. because that's a way to tell them apart initially okay so uh, like a mawashi or like well i'll give you some examples here in a bit um 
you know, someone looks like a certain thing and, you know, we'll often give them a nickname. Well, this is us when we were at the Austin Sumo tournament. Didn't lats know anybody. Tats. Lats and tats. Exactly. Which is like he's got serious lats and he's got serious tats. So lats yeah. and tats. Yeah. So, you know. I couldn't tell him apart from anybody else. Until that. Until he. Until the nickname came yeah. along. And then we were like, we know exactly who that is. We will, ner- we will learn his real name later. But we know who he is. We can identify him. Yes. Okay. So a, a lot of these nicknames that people have come up with in America have to do with that. Let's start with Terunofuji. What do you call Terunofuji? Uh, Terra no Fuji. Oh, okay. <laughs> terror no Fuji. Yes, I do. I call him Terror no Fuji sometimes. And uh, there's a lot of people that, that call him Terror o Fuji or Terror no Fuji or just Fuji. Tyrannosaurus. Well, I thought that was Taka T-Rex. I thought that was... Yeah, I tend to call Takakesha Taka T-Rex because he's got those little bitty arms. Well, they're huge arms, but compared to the rest of, of his him, body. Yeah, they... <laughs> They look a little dwarfed in comparison, but... Um, but there are some people out there calling him Tyrannosaurus. I think because of the Teru. Yeah. The Teru. I get it. There's also people out there calling him Terry Ofuji, which I have Terry to... Terry really- Ofuji. That's <laughs> nice. Like your neighbor. Yeah. Let's invite Terry Ofuji over for dinner tonight. <laughs> exactly. We're having cod. <laughs> My favorite nickname, though, for Terry Ofuji was Kaiju. Kaiju. Yeah. What's that mean? Kaiju. You know the big giant monsters in Godzilla movies? Those are kaiju. You mean Gojira? Gojira! Yes. Godzilla yeah. is Gojira. Kaiju. Kaiju. Os- are the kaiju? Big- yeah. And he is big and monstrous and scary. And I love that. I might start calling him kaiju now. That's a good one. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Okay. Shodai? There was only one person who had a nickname for Shodai. He has a good name, though, that just... Shodai. It just shows up. He's Shodai. It's the Shodai show. Yeah, yeah. But this one's so good. This person calls him Captain Expression. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Because he does tend to wear one expression most of the time. But so do all these guys. Yeah. Captain Expression. That's <laughs> kind of funny. Priceless. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that one other way to create nicknames is to do anagrams. So one of the tools I spent way too much time on this week was finding anagrams for these guys' names. Okay. And Shodai's anagram is called Soda High, which I kind of like. Wait, what's an anagram? Is where you rearrange the letters into another word. Oh, what's it where you have a word for each letter? You're like, Shodai, simple, hilarious, <laughs> ostentatious, <laughs> delicate, delicate, ample, uh-huh, intelligent. I like that. What is, what is that called? I don't know, but it would take a long time to say that. <laughs> yeah, it'll come. Somebody will let us know. Yeah, somebody I mean, will let us know. I mean, I probably know the name. I just can't think of it now. <laughs> Okay, Takakesho, the most nicknames overall came for Taka T-Rex. Or I'm sure you've heard some of these. Angry Hamster? Yep. The Battle Hamster. The Bowling Ball. Badakakesho. Oh, I like that. (laughs) Badakakesho. He's just the one, besides Chiyomaru, that I, I would like to cuddle. I would like to have a nap. Yeah. You know, just have a nap with. Takake show. That's yeah. not anything to do with the nickname. It's just when I look at him, I just want to hold him. <laughs> but you just said another person who has a great nickname. Oh, Chiyomaru? Yeah. Which is? 
Mr. Sumo. That's right, Mr. Sumo. Because he is. Yeah. He just looks it. Uh, and there there was the agreement. The epitome of sumo yep. is uh, in that man's physicality. That is right. And, and there was agreement across the board on that one. Yeah. He is Mr. Sumo. I know. Okay, not many nicknames for Mitakeumi. What do you call Mitakeumi? Uh, I don't. Uh, Mitakeumi, or I guess you could call him the talk. The talk. <laughs> he could be the talk. Usually when I'm going fast, I call him Mita. No, not Mitak. I. No, it uh, it uh, it doesn't see it. Do, he, it doesn't roll. I think there has to be a personality thing that goes with it, or there's. He's just really fierce and good, and um. Well, there was one nickname that really stood out, and it is, and I I really like this nickname, Mitake Mushroom. Mitake Mushroom. Oh, like. Um, shiitake mushroom. Yes, mitake oh, mushroom. Cute. Isn't that cute? I like that. Plus, I think he's the one, he grew up in a farming community, and he grew so he up knows collecting all about mushrooms. mushrooms. <laughs> yes, mitake mushroom. <laughs> that is a really good one. <laughs> and then there's your boyfriend. Takayasu or Papayasu. Yep. What else? Oh, goodness. I don't know. I just. Those uh, are yours? Yeah. Well, he is Leslie's boyfriend. He, well, right. <laughs> that is just enough of a nickname in and of... He doesn't know that that's a nickname. No. I think most people call him the bear. Oh, well, yeah, because he looks like a... Or the sleeping bear. Yeah. Or I've also thought he looks like Marlon Brando. Yeah, that's what I think. And, and uh, Godfather. Yeah. Um, yeah, because he has that kind of face, that kind of poker face. Um, yeah, he does. Uh, and actually, we have a listener, or there's somebody on Twitter who says that he reminds him of his Sicilian father-in-law, so he sometimes calls him Sal D'Amato. <laughs> Up next, in the doyo, Sal D'Amato, secret Sal Italian. Uh, Isn't that great? That is great. I love it. <laughs> uh, but there are some other ladies out there that call him my future husband. I might be in that category, although yeah. he is married, so that's going to be unfortunate. Yeah, but you know what? You just got to live in this imaginary world. <laughs> that's right. Dream big. Yeah. Okay. One of my favorites, Tochin Ocean. I love calling Tochin Ocean Nicolas Cage because well, I yeah. think that he, he's like a dead ringer for Nicolas yeah, Cage. That's how I see him, too. Yeah. Late Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Not early Nicolas Cage. Struggling Nicolas Cage, Nicolas Cage <laughs> yeah. with like choices of movies that you're doing. Nicolas Cage, maybe that's not the best move for your career. But yes. Uh, you know what? As far as Nicolas Cage goes, he's gotten great reviews about this movie called The Pig. Do you know about it? I do know about it. And it I would a, like to see it. I would too. I really would. As bizarre as Nicolas Cage is. It is literally about a guy and a truffle hunting pig. Yeah. And someone steals his truffle hunting pig. And he, I don't know. I don't know if stuff blows up or what it's kind of action. It's supposed to be really film. good. It's supposed to be really good. Yeah. But, you know, I like when he makes choices that are weird like that or Raising Arizona. But uh, some of these other ones where he's on a motorcycle or whatever, and he's like, <laughs> it's I, time to make artistic choices again. But I know that there are National Treasure fans out there. I know. I've just offended a lot of yeah. National Treasure Ghost Rider fans. Yeah. in that one, he was like a, a ghost. Ghost Rider? Was he a Ghost Rider? I think he's like a, a ghost that rides on a motorcycle. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But that's okay. We think of all these things when we look at Tochi Notion. Yes, Tochi Notion, Nicolas Cage. Uh, some people call him Pumbaa. Due to the grunting that he does during matches. And that reminds them of the warthog in Lion King. (laughs) I was going to say, like, 
As in Timon and Timon and Pumba. Pumba? Can't even say it. Uh, some people call him. This is great. Touching ocean. Okay, I really like that. Touching ocean. Yep. Yes. Touching ocean. I have to say, oh my god, this one's really too good. I, by the way, we sometimes call him good old band-aids on the butt. Yeah, we do. We do. But there's somebody out there calling him the sex gremlin because of the shuffle oh. to the corner that he does when it's go time. Oh, I've seen that somebody comment that before. And it is. It's it, very gremlin-esque. It in, is. And shuffle. I And I don't know if that might have taken over my Nicolas Cage obsession. I might have to start calling him the sex gremlin now. You know, I love this about sumo wrestlers, though, is the fact that they have so many eyes on them. And they're like, this is just my routine. I bend over backwards. Yep. I hoot. I grunt. I flex I my muscles. Or like, uh, who does the... Oh, Ura does the... Um, I'm I'm wondering what the flavors are in the swine. What are the notes? <laughs> like he does this finger thing. Like yeah, yeah. it has a hint of cherry on the You mean the elk and heat moment? Um, I don't know if it's <laughs> oh maybe maybe I see it as he's wine. He's doing a wine tasting right before, but they don't care. They're just like this is my routine. Yep, and this people is it. may give me nicknames and make fun of me for it, but uh, this is how I get into my mental headspace. Yeah. And this is how us Americans learn to identify these wrestlers from across the world. And we start following them this way. I just kept coming back to that over and over and over again. All of these nicknames are made out of love. Yeah. Every single one of them. Yeah. Because we love the people that we're watching, we're going to start to root for the people that we're watching. Right. And we're, we, we don't good. speak, you know, Japanese, you know, it's not our native language. So we're trying to remember names and put the names with the faces. And yeah. if we can be like, oh, Taka Keisho, Taka yeah. Taki Mushroom. Yeah. Like we yeah. <laughs> start it to helps. put a name with a face. <laughs> yes. And a language that we don't know very well. Yes, exactly. All of the nicknames that I've said thus far are, I think just used in America. I don't know. There are some nicknames we'll come to later that are also used in Japan, but I would imagine that there's a whole new set of nicknames well, used in other countries. The whole reason I think we're doing this is because last week we talked about um, Miyogidu. Miyogidu and his everyone yells Nijuni, right? Yeah, Which is yeah, his body, scent, body yeah, body fat percentage. Yeah, exactly. Actually, actually why we're doing it is because uh, Rod Lunsford, who's one of our listeners, listened to that. And then he said, I'm going to send you a list of all the nicknames that I use. And they were so brilliant <laughs> that I thought, I'm going to open this up to our entire community and see what everybody else thinks. And yeah, we're a very creative community, except when it comes to Maysay. Oh. Nobody has a nickname for Maysay. Huh. Yet. Yet. Maybe it's just yet. He's got a good, strong name. May say. May I mean, say. it's rhymey and... Yeah, it must be easier for us or yeah. something. It's also, I couldn't well, do... Same thing with like Shodai. Like, it's just two syllables. It's pretty easy. So maybe that's the... Well, no. I was going to say easy names. Maybe then don't get nicknames. But that doesn't make sense because Ura is known as uh, the Pink Gumby or Pink Dynamo or Pretty in Pink because of that Mawashi. pink Mawashi of his. Okay, Ichinojo. Now, he's the one that a lot of people call the sleepy bear. Huh. Well, I mean, all of the commentators call him the Mongolian behemoth. Or, yeah. <laughs> which I'm like, oh, well, he is a big guy, but yeah. Yeah. A lot that's of, a big one. Yeah. A lot of people call him Baby Huey. Baby Huey. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> From what Family Guy or no? Uh, I was thinking American like, Dad. What? I was thinking like the duck. I don't know this reference. 
but uh-huh, that's it was okay. a cartoon. Yeah, he was a big cartoon character. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe okay. Huey. Uh, or I'd like I do like this one, Itchy Joe. Oh, Itchy, Itchy Joe. Joe. Itchy Joe. Itchy Joe. Yeah, if you're learning Ichinojo, Itchy Joe is a great way to start to move towards that name. Okay, Itchy I Joe. S- okay, I see it. Takanosho. You know this one. Rice ball. That's right. But I, he's called rice ball by the Japanese people, not us. Onogiri. Yeah, not us. Because he's round and delicious, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. Well, we call him rice ball. Right, but we did not make that up. No, we did no, not. No, that's not ours. Kiribayama. Hottie. <laughs> Hottie. I call My him- next in line boyfriend. <laughs> I call him Dimples. Oh, I just like everything about him. That's our nickname. Okay. All right. That's good. Uh, there there was a confusing one for Wakatakakage. There's not many. I only found one nickname for Wakatakakage. But the truth is, his name, once you get it, is so, so much fun to say. Yeah. You really, everyone likes to say it to prove that you can say it. So why yes. give a nickname when you can pronounce Wakatakakage? appropriately i know it's just so much better than any nickname could ever be right but there is one person out there who calls him alphabets alphabets maybe because it seems like it almost has every consonant in the alphabet (laughs) in the name (laughs) i could see that yeah i mean they call him you know they're waka brothers yeah one of the waka brothers one of the wakas Mm -hmm. yep okay culture waka and um nothing other than like he's just the grandson of <laughs> legends. Well, I've I've always called him Double Bubble. Yeah, because he we watched him gain an extra yeah, fold he, yeah. in his belly yeah. as he's been gaining weight. Yeah. He he gained an extra bubble like a round bubble in his belly yeah. and, and that's well, why Yeah, I think that has to do with actually, you know, they all wear their mawashi differently. Some guys have their mawashi below their belly button or like right on top of it. Kaisei, I think is belly button above. Yes. Mawashi. But his his double bubble is like up near his chest. Right. Everybody carries it's weight like, differently. Yeah. But yeah. His, but once he gained that extra little yeah. ripple, that's he, when I was like, oh, I he's not he, one bubble. He's two. Yeah. But I think that's because he, yeah, where he wears his mawashi may be a little bit higher. Oh, well, it might be. There are lots of other people like out there calling him the unbeatable boy or the giant baby or another baby Huey. People really like the baby Huey well, name. He does for big look guys. so young he compared does. to some of those other guys that are veterans. He just looks like somebody. We we didn't we call him Sumo's little brother? Yeah, we did. When Sumo's we little first brother saw or him no, on the scene, or, or was, was that, that Koto Shoho? It might have been Koto Shoho. Oh, now I can't remember. I can't either. Tamawashi, the baker, the baker. Yep. Someone calls him. The Muffin Man. Well, yeah. But you have to say it with an ominous voice. The Muffin Man. <laughs> Which is great. He does make muffins. Yes, he, he does. He's a great little baker. The Muffin Cookies, man. anything kawaii, anything cute and yep. bakeable, that man is up to it in the kitchen. I'm taking this nickname on. The uh, Muffin I love, Man. I just love him. Uh, Daesho, interestingly, does not have many nicknames Besides at all. Angry Bird. That's what we call him because he looks like an angry bird. Yeah, when he's fighting. Yep. His, his eyebrows are for sure angry yeah. birds. Yep, but no other nicknames. Mm. Uh, Fuji has lots of nicknames. Well, Dad. Yep, is the big one. 
<laughs> That's what we call him. Uh, leg day. Oh, okay. Leg day. People yep. call him leg day. Uh, middle manager. Yeah. Or <laughs> Tad from accounting, <laughs> which I really love. <laughs> uh, no neck. Yeah. Well, he's got like serious, what are these traps? Traps. Yes, traps. he does. Yes, and, he does. Yeah. His neck is a little bit shortened, but only because the those muscles like, yes. really inch up there. Yep. So Takarafuji's yeah. got some great names. And that makes he, sense because he's he been around like a long time. He looks like the one time. most likely to be a manager of a grocery store. Oh, totally. Right? Or Tad from accounting. <laughs> Tad from accounting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no show doesn't have any nicknames. Probably because his name's so great as is. We're like, oh, no. Oh, no, show. show. Oh, no. Uh, Shima Naomi only has one nickname, Big Boy. Well, he he doesn't have a nickname. He's just... Kip's big boy in person. No, he's the one that folds his Sagati yes. so perfectly. So we call him Marie Kondo. <laughs> Marie Kondo. <laughs> it is literally so methodical and so perfect the way he just takes them out. It's Tochi Notion who grabs them and just like yanks them out and holds them all bunched up in his hand. It's very sex goblin-esque. Yes. And then, but Shimonomi <laughs> takes them out nicely and he goes to the top of it where yep. it's thicker and he folds it once and yep. then he... Makes it even, folds it again. Yes. And then he puts it back into his right hand. So, and it is very yeah. methodical. Yeah. So there you go, people. Feel free to steal our nickname <laughs> for Marie Kondo. <laughs> Shima Naomi. <laughs> uh, Teretsuyoshi, the salt shaker. Or, salt bay. And this one, Terror Salt Yoshi, which I love. <laughs> it's a little bit of a mouthful word. Teretsuyoshi pretty- to Terror Salt Yoshi is brilliant in my book <laughs> i think i usually call him salt bay that's not mine that's somebody else on the internet but like whenever you're watching the boards they all say salt bay salt bay that is true or they put on the salt shaker yeah icon okay okino umi has some great ones i old man of the sea old man of the sea we have used that one somebody out there calls him breezy Oh, Which I is like that. brilliant because he's laid back and he oh, likes yeah. the open sea. And I want to change it to Mick Breezy. Mick Breezy. Yeah. <laughs> totally Mick Breezy. Yeah. Oh, but there's an even better one. Somebody out there calls him Okie Dokie instead of Okinomi. <laughs> <laughs> you people are brilliant. Why didn't I ever think of Okie Dokie or Mick Breezy? Uh, Toby Zaru is called one nickname. The Flying Monkey. Yep, Coast to Coast. Miyogiru, we already talked about, 22. I usually call him Miyogs. Yeah, I think we do call him Miyogs. Yep. Chiyotairu. Sideburns. Yep, sideburns. Burns. Or uh, the Honky Tonk Man. <laughs> or somebody out there calls him Chiyotyrant. Which I is like great. that. Yes, Chiyotyrant. Uh, Ishiura, we already talked about. He's uh, best buns in the biz. Little Man, Little Hulk, or Mighty Mouse. Yep. Kaisei. The Kai- Brazilian. Yeah, the Brazilian. Or uh, Big O for his orange mawashi. I really like that one. Yeah. The Big O. Yeah. Uh, he's also known as the Capybara, which is the giant rodent in South America that's really nice and sweet and sleeps all the time. It, I, I thought that was the Chupicabra. No? Oh, I thought it was the Capybara. Oh, I think no. I think you're right. I think it's chupacabra. <laughs> Look it up for me, will you? Well, the chupacabra is a, a fictitious thing. Aha! Uh-huh. But the copy, the, the real C- one, is the rodent. Yes, C A P Y B A R A. 
Yeah, the chupacabra is a legendary creature in in the folklore and parts of the Americas. Ah, there we go. With its first purported sightings reported in Puerto Rico in 1995. So he's like Bigfoot. Yeah, Whereas a little the capybara is, is the an actual that you want to cut. Yeah, it's like a large rat. Yeah, <laughs> a With very a large rat. <laughs> I don't know if I'd want to cuddle, but you know what? I can't always, knock it till you try it. I've always thought it seems cuddle worthy. Yeah, because all the pictures you see of it are like it's sleeping or it's just like hanging out next to pigs at a farm rescue or something like that. So I could I could see that. Um, Ichi Yamamoto does not have a nickname well, yet. Ichi. Ichi. Ichi one, yeah. Although I really like this anagram. I put his name into the anagram maker, mm-hmm. and it's High Atomic Mayo, and I kind of like Atomic Mayo. I like Atomic Mayo. Yeah? I like it, too. He could be Atomic Mayo. Uh, Sadanoomi. The sad clown. That you call him that. A lot of people out there call him sad and lonely. Which... <laughs> Sad and lonely, really, sad but and lonely. But I can his see name why. Is... Yeah, I have to bring this one up because it's just so funny to me. This nickname for Enho, Fire Pixie. Yeah, I see it. <laughs> and don't forget, he'll be back up in Makauchi, Abi, who's just always known as Sumo's bad boy. Yeah, does he have another nickname? I think we all just call him Bad Boy. Bad Boy of Sumo. Sumo bad boy. Abi, Abi. He just has another one of those names that's so easy to remember and say. Yeah, Abi. He's like the most likely like sumo wrestler to be in a fraternity. Yeah, I'm sure he has a secret (laughs) handshake. (laughs) For sure. If anybody has a secret handshake, it's him. Yeah, and his bad boys club. Totally. Anyway, I could do this all day. There are so many great nicknames that you guys have for your favorite wrestlers. And now I'm kind of curious, what would our nicknames be? But then maybe I, maybe we don't want to know that. Well, I already have a nickname, <laughs> and it's Laurie. <laughs> yeah, but you don't get to pick yours. That's true. Other people usually give it to you. So I don't know. So maybe it's like... I'm like high and annoying. Uh, Well, maybe I'm like low and gross. I don't know. You guys tell us if we have nicknames. We have no idea. Yeah, but keep it kind, everybody. Yeah. Remember, nicknames, not ick names. (laughs) Let's punch above the belt, right? Not below. That's right. All right. Is that it for this week? Yeah, that's it. Uh, Thank you to all of you who answered on Twitter with your brilliant ideas for nicknames. I appreciate every one of them. It was Uh, a fun time talking about this. So thank you for your participation. Yes. And uh, we'll see you next week. All right. Until then, I'm Leslie. And I'm Laurie. Sayonara. Bye. Bye.